Well, I've had some exciting adventures today with the Lord. Um, just you, you have the Lord drop some stuff on you in a good way. I, I was praying just this afternoon uh, just for class and just things the Lord was sharing with me. And um, He laid on my heart uh, a church that we are in partnership with, that we pray for, and I spend time with in Florida whenever we go down there, and um, been doing so. They really have been uh, an integral part of why we're where we are in that region now because of their prayers and just their intercession and, um, and just their really giving their lives to see the kingdom of God invade that area. And so, you know, they really are, are hold a special place in my heart at least. And um, I'd heard the Lord speak to me last week, I guess it was, and um, he shared with me some things about the church and things that they were going through. And so I just said, okay, Lord, and just kind of took it to prayer, just continued to keep, was aware of it, you know, and just continued to ask the Lord. And then this this evening when I was just in here worshiping, um, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit just began to speak to me and just really gave me a picture of some things. And, um, and then, so I called and shared it with them, the word the Lord had given me. And, um, and then he said, no, that wasn't just a word for them. It's for, for the body as a whole. And I, I said, okay, so what do you want me to do with that? And, um, and so I felt like it was really important that I shared this with you this evening. And um, what the Lord share, showed with me was um, he, I saw individuals that were running. They had just, you know, been active, been going after stuff, obviously been in a season where it was very um, labor-involved, labor-intensive, just extremely um, wore out. Uh, I could see them as they were just collapsing underneath um, just the weight of those things, just like, oh, I just need a breather. And as they laid there, as they laid there, just stretched out on the thing, they were trying, they, what they kept saying, I kept hearing, this was kind of the, the common theme I kept hearing people say in this group was, I just need to catch my breath. So let me catch my breath. And as they were doing that, I saw um, what appeared to be, what I thought at first was like someone trying to help them, but then I realized later it was not someone helping them. It was a cold rag they put on their head, and I thought it was just trying to cool them down. And, um, and then I realized that it was not from the Lord because as they sat there and relaxed more, then this spirit pulled the rag, and it was a wet rag, cold wet rag, pulled it over their face, and it began to be hard to breathe. And so where they were trying to catch their breath in that place of... And that cool rag felt good at first. The enemy was able to pull it over, and they were trying to breathe, and then they were losing their breath even more. And so... I don't know if any of you are familiar when you play sports, when you run a lot, the last thing you do is bent over, fall down, lay on the ground. You stand up, lift your hands above your head, it opens your lungs up so you can breathe better. And um, yeah, in this case, they were doing the complete opposite of what would actually give them more breath. It was actually constricting their lungs so they couldn't breathe as, as much. And so I heard the Lord speak to me. And he said, if they would get up, get up stretch their hands forth, begin to honor and worship the Lord, that uh, the breath of heaven will begin to breathe in them and empower them and strengthen them. And I heard the Lord just really aggressive, just again and again saying, get up, just that aggressive tone in the spirit. And I said, oh, okay. And he said, the, the body needs to be, it wasn't a matter of being awakened, it was a matter of getting in position. You know, they had been doing things, been active, and I felt this really strongly where this church was concerned. And the Lord had actually, as I shared it with the pastor there, he um, 
him and his wife spoke to me about some things that the Lord had showed them this last week. That's just a really confirmation of what the Lord was sharing. And, and uh, you, if you remember the passage when God comes down to visit Job in the midst of all the things that happens, and, and God announces to him, get up, prepare yourself like a man. And the, uh, the authority of God, because I'm about to question you. And um, I felt that same intensity when I heard the Lord say, get up, like prepare yourself. And um, I said, okay, well, Lord, what, what's going on? He said, I, I want my body to be prepared for what I'm about to do in the earth. I'm about to release a weight of glory. Come on in. I'm about to release a weight of glory that the earth has never seen before. And if my body is not prepared, if they're laying there underneath the pressure of those things, not constantly trying to get their breath, what I'm about to do will simply pass them over. That what, what I'm about to do will hit those that are upstanding in that position of honoring, worshiping, valuing the Lord. It will hit them. And I, and I heard this as well. This was something else the Lord spoke to me um, to share with him as well. And I feel it is something to share with you too. Is to get our eyes off of the presence of God just because it makes me feel good. Because what we end up doing is we end up serving our feelings instead of actually serving the Lord. And so our motivation to getting in the presence no longer get, is about Him. It's about me feeling a certain way. And what we end up doing is inadvertently serving our flesh. And it actually empowers that spirit that's been trying to suffocate and keep us from being able to breathe the breath of heaven. And so I felt a strong rebuke from the Lord, not in a way of, but a, an encouraging rebuke of, Get up. You know how when, you, when you're a little kid, you know, we co I coach a soccer team for Hannah's age. They fall down and be like, oh, you know, you know no, no, you got to get up, get up, get up. We're going to keep running because you got to play an hour on this soccer, big soccer field. If you can't do this for 20 minutes, then you ain't going to make it for an hour. No, get on up, get on up, keep going, keep going and pushing them. And I felt like the, the rebuke from the Lord was of that nature of get up. Keep running, keep going the course, keep obeying the things the Lord's put before you. As you do that, the capacity of your lungs are going to be enlarged and heaven's going to come alongside you and begin to breathe life into you like never before. And so I'd heard that and, and encouraged them in that and uh, encouraging you in that as well. And then I was um, just on Facebook earlier and I got this report from Bonnie Jones uh, which is Bob Jones' wife, you know, the late Bob Jones that just passed away in Valentine's. And uh, she said that um, she kept hearing, um, along with several others, that they began to prophesy that um, this year on Rosh Hashanah, um, there's a spiritual expectation that God intends to move on or around this time in a specific and powerful new ways. So we need to be watching and waiting for that and not falling asleep. And what, what I saw, the body was not, they weren't necessarily falling asleep, but they were laying down trying to get their breath. And uh, she said, I believe this, this baby is coming quicker than we think. The timing is significant. The Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, starts September 24th at sundown. Although at times we've all felt weary, we, we must not fall asleep. The delivery is right at hand. Leadership as well as the body has labored long and hard for this birthing. So it's time to perk up and stay on guard. We haven't run ahead of the Holy Spirit. We, have, we haven't run ahead of the Holy Spirit, and now we can't lag behind. We're right on target. And so that just word was even more confirming of the things that the Lord was sharing with me uh, today. And um, 
It's just about getting up, preparing ourselves for what the Lord's about to do, staying on course, not to get weary and well-doing in the midst of pursuing it. So I just really felt like it was important that I prayed over you tonight and broke off anything that has been harassing, laboring, causing you to labor more intensely than you should. You know, there can be other factors that take place in our lives that that we don't realize come alongside and drain us. And I, I was listening. I, I don't know where this came from, but I, I, I was flipping through some things and I saw a, a, the report about a, a kundalini spirit. Have you heard of that? Uh, Kundalini is a type of Indian occult practice where they go in and lay hands on people and so forth. And and it's a a new age thing where they activate, basically activate demonic spirits. But in this this activation thing, it's very likened to the python spirit that we see in Acts, um, that it attaches itself to you and suffocates you to keep, keep you from getting your breath. Uh, there have been several occasions in ministry where we've we encountered that uh, twice uh, where deliverance was concerned, dealing with that type of spirit and uh, in the Philippines as well. There's actually a place where the church in Agdal is currently. Um, Agdal was called the city of death there in Davao where we were at. And uh, after, after, after several trips, um, the Lord impressed Eric Miller for us to begin to go in there in that place. And uh, when we did... Breakthrough took place. We we saw a real uh, measure of breakthrough where that spirit was controlling and, and sucking the life out of all those people in that area. It's the poorest area in Davao. It's also the most gang-violent uh, type area as well. A lot of drugs, a lot of prostitution, a lot of things going on. Um, and it, it began back in the 50s. There were like seven families, and they began to war against each other. And, um, and so when we went in there, we broke the power of that spirit and the church was able, they were at, up until that point they had spent three years doing outreaches in that area and never seen anybody get saved. And the moment we broke that church, that thing, I think seventy families came into the church the next week. And um, and so where they had been laboring, they had followed the voice of the Lord, been laboring intensely to see that take place. Um, they were continually being wore out, just wanting to throw the towel in again and again and again. And um, this this spirit uh, in Isaiah 59, it talks about the uh, it's a the word in the Hebrew is like Cochrane or something like that. Almost it's a it's an egg that's but it it releases this talon type creature that strangles the individual, and a serpent comes up out of its mouth, and it but it attaches itself to the to the with its tail to the spine to help control the individual. It uses manipulation, control, gossip. I thought it was really significant that Pastor shared the word that she did Wednesday uh, in light of what the Lord's showing me, um, specifically where people use, because it's a lying tongue, a gossiping tongue. But this thing really takes root in people when they when they choose to separate themselves from the Lord and just do whatever, just live for whatever, specifically giving way to the things of the flesh. And that's why I said what I did at the beginning, that one of the things we want to be very careful is that we, we do not want to, in our embracing and loving the Lord, that we want, to, we want to have the Holy Spirit really check our hearts. You know, sometimes we're not very good checkers of our own selves, but the Holy Spirit really is great at doing that. Just checking ourselves that we're not doing things for a feeling. How many, how many have been guilty of that? I have. I've been guilty of that. Just felt like, oh, I just need a break or just need a breather. And so I just need the presence of God. And so I press in. But it's not really about so much Him. It's about me, you know. 
And, and, and then afterwards, I just feel that heaviness again. After I leave that place, I just feel, oh. Anybody ever felt that way? How many can tell a difference when you've really been in the presence of God and you leave out of that place of real tangible manifest presence and you feel more alive than you ever felt before? Have you felt that before? What's the difference between the two? One is because I'm going to serve him and minister to him. The other is about me and about serving the flesh. So it's still giving way to the flesh. And so what, what do you draw from out of that encounter is you still have flesh to strengthen you. How many know if your flesh is already weak, that's not a good supplier of strength, you know? And so there's a refocusing that God's wanting to do to take place in our hearts and lives, a refocusing that where we um, are ministering unto the Lord, that he becomes the object of our desire. And for sure, I mean, everyone knows that when you get in the presence of God, there is life, there is, I mean, it feels great, it's empowering. At times there's, there's pressure, there's hardness, there's things you work through. But, but even in that, coming out of it is life-giving. There is an explosion of energy. There's a, whoo, you know, authority and power that comes in that secret place with the Lord when we spend time in his presence um, Unfortunately, many times, though, what we do is we piggyback on, especially in corporate settings, we piggyback on other people's right heart motives and presence because God shows up, you know, and, and in his goodness, he shows up, period, even when we do it wrong. He does. He shows up and wants to do things in our lives. But if we continue to maintain an appeasing of the flesh attitude and motivation, then we will continually be drained and it becomes an access point for this spirit to come and continue to choke you out and to drain you. And what it does is it, it, will, it will open doors for gossip, backbiting, offenses, and so forth that will cause you to begin to look at what you don't have. That's why Thanksgiving is so important. That's why it's so important that we continue to keep praise on our lips. It's so important that we get up from our place of, oh, poor pitiful me, look at me, victim mentality, and we get up and begin to worship and honor the Lord because that keeps us in that from being um, subjected to the oppression that the enemy's trying to do. And one of the things that I noticed is that enemy that came and, and put that cloth over, all it took for the individual to go free was to stand up and it just fell off. It wasn't like it was attached or it was strangling them in that specific instance. It was just a matter of just standing up and the thing just falls off. And so I, I don't believe that there's a need for great, great deliverance here tonight. I just need to believe that there's a need of refocusing your attention and I believe this word is helping you to do that. And it will cause you just to stand up and begin to recognize, oh, that's right there. I see how the enemy's been working, trying to get me just to, oh, so hard. And to get in agreement with those things instead of, you know, I, and, and really focusing, Lord, I thank you. You give me strength. I thank you, Lord, that you empower me. Father, I thank you that you give me more than enough, you know, and, and begin to just honor and worship him. And Lord, I just, what are, what are you wanting to do? You know, in those places, sometimes you don't even want to ask the Lord, what does he want to do? Oh, Lord, don't even, I don't even want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that person. Don't even talk to me about this. You ever felt that way? I mean, I, I know I'm not the only one. You know, you get in those seasons and it's like, whew, I can't handle that right now, you know. Stay far, far away, you know. And even the Lord may bring things up in your heart and you're like, Lord, we'll talk about that tomorrow. And then three weeks come, you know. Those things can happen. But I believe that we're in a season where God's about to show up in magnificent ways. But it is only going to be for those who stand up in the midst of their weariness and say, Here I am, Lord. And they're going to encounter a wave of glory, a wave of His presence that's going to empower you 
to run the distance like never before. And, and, and I, I want you to, to notice the, the effect that being attentive to what the, the heavens are doing and being to constantly be looking what effect it will have on you. Take Elisha, for instance, when he was calling out that the rain was coming, he kept sending his servant out to say, Do you see the clouds yet? Do you see the clouds yet? Do you see the clouds yet? And he constantly was... You know, if I was a sermon, like, dude, there's no clouds yet. I mean, we've been in drought for a long time. You prophesied this mess. What's, what's going on, you know? But he kept sending him out, and he saw one little tiny glimpse. And he said, oh, it's done. Go tell him. Go tell Ahab that the, it's about to rain. And all of a sudden, what happened, though, because, because he had that expectation, because he was in that place of honoring and worshiping God, because he valued what God had said and valued the presence of God, when he, when he caught the glimpse of that thing and that servant took off, he, he tucked his robe in there and he took off like, like you know, Usain Bolt or whatever. <laughs> that joker overtook, overtook the things that was not natural for him to overtake. And I believe that what's one of the things that's going to take place as we experience the presence of God. Look, you, you ain't got to see God do everything. All you've got to do is see the little tiny piece of His truth beginning to come to pass. All you need to see is just a small manifestation. Look, you don't need the whole, the whole thing. You don't need breakthrough in every area. All you need is just to see that the Word is coming to pass in just a small area. And if you'll just simply believe it and send, send out those and say, yes, go. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And if you'll, if you'll gird yourself up, meaning in a place of preparation, ready to go, what's going to happen? You're going to be supernaturally empowered to outrun the things that the enemy has been coming against. You're, where you felt like you couldn't run any longer, you're going to be empowered to run like you've never run before. How many are excited about that? I really feel like the Lord is going to do that. So I want you to stand. I want you to place your hand on your head at first. Because the first thing that needs to take place is a shift in our thinking. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just give you honor. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for, for speaking this word to us in this season, in this moment, preparing us for what you're about to do in the earth. We thank you, Lord, for just the awareness of, of what you're doing, that you've made this aware to us. So because we're aware, we can begin to look towards you. And so I just declare right now a shift over their thinking. Just got every mindset of hopelessness, every mindset of disappointment, every mindset, Father, that believed lies. I said, oh, it's going to be so much longer. Oh, it's going to be so much harder. Oh, Lord, when is it going to take place? I just declare this broken off of their minds in Jesus' name. And I just declare a shift and of expectancy to take place, to hope to arise in their mind and in their thinking, and for them begin to look, begin to expect, begin to, to continually send out oh, what's going on, what's happening, looking for the testimony, looking for what God's doing. It, it, and they're not disturbed when someone comes back and says, I don't see anything. Because they're saying, no, keep going back out, keep going back out, because God's moving and He's about to do something. And I want to know the moment you see a glimpse of something shifting, because this moment you see it, I know it's come. And so I just declare a shift right now over their heart and over their mind. I break off every disappointment, everything that would try to discourage their hope, every lie that the enemy has spoken over them. I declare it broken in Jesus' name. And I declare the Word of God to arise in their heart. Prophetic words that they've heard in the past to begin to rise in their heart. Dreams and visions the Lord's given them to arise in their hearts. And for them to be said, this is the hour, this is the time, this is the moment when God is about to move. And I get myself up in prayer. Preparation for what he's about to do. Yeah, 
Yeah, Lord, we thank you for that. Just place your hand on your heart. Lord, we just thank you that you're awakening our hearts right now. Ooh, and we just we just declare, even as you're awakening our hearts, we speak to our lungs to breathe again, breathe again. Who just begin to take in the atmosphere of heaven, begin to take in that life force of Jesus that He's pouring out over you to empower you, to encourage you where you felt weak. I speak to that place of weakness because the Lord said, where you're weak, I will be strong. And we just declare a replacing of our strength for His. We just declare an exchange. Just go ahead and do that right now. I exchange my weakness, Lord. I exchange my, t- my labor. I exchange my tiredness, my weariness. I exchange that, Lord, for your strength, for the endurance that's needed to run the race. I exchange that right now. And Lord, give me a capacity to breathe like never before the breath of heaven. Give me a capacity to run the race that's set before me, to not get weary, to not get tired, but to run the race, to walk without fainting. We just declare right now supernatural strength going into their heart, going into their lungs right now in Jesus' name, for they're going to be carriers of the glory of God in this hour. They're going to be washed over by the presence of God, and they're going to be able to go out into the earth and display the kingdom of God like never before. And so I just anoint these right now in Jesus' name and declare they're carriers of the gospel like, and they're carriers of the glory in Jesus' name. I just declare you're anointing them for that purpose in this hour in the earth in Jesus' name. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just lay your hand on your neighbor. Just lay your hands on your neighbor. We're just going to take some time just to encourage one another. Yeah, we just pray for one another right now in Jesus' name because we know it's not enough that I be empowered to run the race, but the body needs to be empowered to run the race. And so we stand in the gap in intercession right now for the body of Christ. God, to stand up in that place, even though it may hurt, even though they feel like passing out, even though they feel tired and weary, we just speak to the body in Jesus' name. We speak strength into the body of Christ right now in Jesus' name. We speak to the body of Christ say, get up, get up, prepare yourself, get ready for what God's about to do. And so, Lord, we just pray that the forging, a forging of a deeper love, a deeper place of intimacy, not only with you, but with one another would take place. God, any walls, any places of gossip or lying or distrust, any walls of offenses, we just declare them coming down in Jesus' name. We declare any place where the body has separated itself from you, Father, where it's been, it's been uh, come out of joint, it's been disconnected. We just speak to those places in Jesus' name and declare healing and a reconnection to take place right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, for healing and life to take place over the body. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And just as we're praying, we thank you, Father, for going into our own hearts right now and bringing healing, bringing healing, bringing healing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, just I thank you for strength so that we can deliver this thing that you've placed on the inside of us. This thing that the enemy has tried to abort, that the enemy has tried to stop. We just declare right now strength, strength, strength. Continue to push, continue to push, continue to push. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. 
Yeah, we just declare that, that the Lord, you're opening up, that they're dilating, that there, there's a place for giving birth to take place. You are moving in the, in the spirit realm so that the things that you're desiring to do in the earth will be able to be birthed through the body of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a scripture here. Matthew 24. You can have a seat if you'd like. If you want to stand, that's fine too. Matthew 24. Um, it's, it's the passage that we actually looked at in our previous um, lessons. It said where it talks about, you know, the things that will happen in the end times and so forth, and you'll be delivered up to tribulations, and they'll kill you, and you will be hated by all nations and my names for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise and deceive many, and because lawlessness will abound, and the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And then, then he then he makes this powerful statement in the midst of what looks like oppression. He says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. And a lot of times what we do is when we read this passage, we get so overwhelmed by the things that are happening around us that we lose sight of what, what God's wanting to do in and through us. And, you know, the things of the kingdom have been hidden from the wise. It's been hidden from the, the, what the world considers prudent. And it's been given to babes to be able to release the things of God. And you may feel inadequate. You may feel like, God, I've just struggled so much. God, I've been so, you know, up and down. Things have been going on. But I just, I just declare over you that God is doing a work inside of you. And He's releasing something inside of you that will confound the wise. And though others have labeled you as foolish and stupid, even words that have hurt you and pierced your heart, that's called separation in relationships, I just declare that what God's doing in this season is a place of vindication in your heart. You don't have to vindicate yourself. But the Lord is about to do something in and through you that's going to lay out a foundation for what He's desiring to do in the nations. And so you be, you be awakened to the reality. What's in you is bigger than what's around you. And who's for you is more than who's against you. Right? Elijah, it was just him and his servant, but he said, Lord, open the servant's eyes and let him see there's more for us than there is against us. And in the midst of this place where Jesus talks about the wars and rumors of wars and nation rising up against nation and perilous times and all kinds of diverse, um, terrible things taking place throughout the earth, he, he, in the midst of that, he says, but the kingdom of God will be preached. It will be declared and all the nations will hear it. And I'm just here to declare that you are a part of those that will carry the kingdom of God to the nations. And just in you coming to this school, you may not realize it, but you, when you signed up and came into this place, you received an impartation of something bigger than what you realized. And even though you may not have felt nothing or experienced anything, there is a mandate on this school to raise people up to go to the nations. There is, a, there is something that, that not only is in my own life, but that was passed down from Lester Summerall, Smith Wigglesworth, from people in my generation's past that prayed over me, that believed God, that as we have traveled out and partnered with other people as well as Bethel and different ones throughout the earth, that there is something that's, that's at work underneath the foundation, if you will, strings of something that's at work. And as you begin to drink and sip of that, it gets inside of you and it begins to produce rivers of living water that connect with one another. And there's going to be people 
that as you journey throughout these two years or for you guys another year, as you journey together and, and begin to seek and press into the things the Lord's saying and, and allow the Lord to do what He's doing in you, that you're going to see, oh, this river is taking me somewhere I didn't know I would ever go. It's doing something in me I never thought it would do, you know. That the Lord is cultivating something. And, you know, rivers go to the lowest place. It cuts through. And so as long as you remain humble, you'll be in the flow. As long as you stay teachable, you'll be in the flow of what God's doing. As long as you stay with an open ear and an open heart, you'll stay in the flow. And you'll be able to go and do what God would have you to do. And don't think, don't think for a moment that, um, that the, your life is insignificant and it doesn't have power to change the world. Don't ever let the enemy lie to you because you can be sitting home washing dishes and can change the world. Why is that? Because as long as your heart's open to the Lord and you're, you're there to minister unto the Lord, to serve the Lord, He may give you a word to speak that no one else hears, but what you pray in secret will be exposed in the world. What you release in that secret place, you, God many times will give you the opportunity to see it displayed in the natural. Sometimes He does it, but many times that He does. And I want you to become so faithful to serve the Lord, to serve Him, to go after what He wants you to do, to obey the simple things that He lays before you. Because, it's listen, it's not the profound things that change the world. It is the simple things done with complete obedience that people see the Lord in, that change everything. You know, Reinhard Bonnke did not see 55 plus million people get born again in the last decade because he had a profound word from the Lord. He had a simple word from the Lord that he was faithful to obey in even when there was nobody coming. If you know Reinhardt's story, you realize that he went to crusade after crusade after crusade when nobody showed up. Maybe 2, 15, 20. Then he thought he really hit the high road when 200 people showed up. Then the cops showed up and ran them all out of town. He was so desperate, he said, Lord, I can't do this. I've obeyed what you said. I left Germany and came to Africa, and I can't do this. The Lord says, stay faithful to what I told you, and I'm about to release my kingdom like never before. And it was the, it was the following month that he was faithful to that, and the Lord spoke to him and said, I want you to, to go get that Colosseum and rent it. He said, Lord, I ain't had more than 200 people my entire ministry. I could, if everybody I talked to the entire time my ministry came, we still wouldn't even fill up a, a, a quarter of that place. The Lord said, do it. And he did it. Guess how many people showed up? 50. 50 people. And he rented this place. It was like a 20,000 seat arena. But you know what happened? He was faithful. He didn't get discouraged. He just preached what God said. The fire of God showed up. Every person got healed. They went out and got more people. The next day there was like a thousand people. And the same thing happened. And then, then there was 10,000 people. And by the end of the week, the place was overflowing and people were trying to break down the walls to get in. Faithfulness. Listen, your faithfulness to obey the simple things of God, it creates a momentum that you can't see in the Spirit that is, that is working on your behalf. And if you'll continue to press, if you'll continue to endure, if you'll continue to get up even when you feel tired, even when you feel like you can't make it, get up and just worship the Lord, get your focus off of what you feel and get your focus on what He said, then faith will arise in your heart and it will empower you and it will give you grace and supernatural strength and it will overtake you and you will overtake what God said and what He promised to fulfill in your life. Amen? Amen. I need to say I'm really excited about what God's about to do. You know, Rosh Hashanah is the 24th. 
That's, God's about to do some things in the earth, man, powerful things. And um, what's really interesting to me, though, is those that are standing up waiting for him. If you, if you, I challenge you to go and read um, chapter 25 in Matthew. Just as you're doing your reading this week, go back and read chapter 25 and see the encouraging words the Lord shares about being watchful, being prepared, being ready for what God's going to do. And he gives the different parables, you know, the, the ten virgins. He gives the parable of, of the servant that's obeying and giving the, the proper food in the proper season. Um, so there's some powerful uh, parables and scriptures that the, the Jesus, or parables that Jesus shares in the scriptures there in Matthew 25 that I believe if you'll get in there and spend time and ask the Holy Spirit, He'll really give you some revelation. He'll really give you some some things of endurance, things of, of diligence to stay true to what God's speaking to your heart to do. And I just believe that there is supernatural strength available. Man, I, I, I felt it today. I felt it in the presence of God as I spent time with Him. I sensed it as I talked with my the, the pastor friend there in Florida, I sense that the Lord is uh, is cheering on those that have been running the race and just saying, get up, keep going. And, you know, the Bible alludes to that, Hebrews 12, just the great cloud of witnesses that are standing there just saying, keep going. You've been called for such a time as this and such an hour as this. You've been called, you know, just like the Esther type thing is in this season, in this moment, you know, you've been called for greatness. And we don't want to be found, you know, Laying down, wore out, you know, stand up and press in. And I'm telling you, there's something, there's something that kicks in when you realize the expectation you had is, is being fulfilled in the moment. The adrenaline kicks in, you know, in the natural, the adrenaline, you can see the finish line. Isn't it amazing? You, you've seen those sprinters that run the marathons or the Ironman, and, you know, they're about to die. You know, they get to the last mile, and the, the, the guy's talking about, well, I don't know if he's got enough in the tank to make it, you know. And, but he, then he sees the finish line. And like something hits him and another gear takes place. And this dude, he's just ran 26 miles, and he just begins to sprint. And you're like... Dude, where did he get that energy from? The announcer's like, oh my God, he's overtaking the other guy, you know. And they're, they're, what happened? He saw what he had in the goal that he had in mind to finish. And I believe for the Lord, in your quiet time, for you to begin to see the prophetic words that the Lord's spoken over you, for you to see the promises and begin to, oh, I got a glimpse of that. Oh, it's getting closer. We're getting closer. It's getting, oh, I can see. And something supernatural to come alongside, just like in the natural, the adrenaline kicked in, and that dude's, now he passes out at the end. You know, there's plenty of rest in heaven after we get done and the running our race, right? Right? Yeah. But we're here on earth. This is all you got. We only got one life to live for him. It's not a time to just be, oh, we can't make it anymore. It's time to arise and, and, and for the church to get up and to go after the things that God has us to go after. Amen? All right.